Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we are happy to have you here. If you are with us listening, thank you for taking the time. And we are happy to have you here sharing 80s and 90s nostalgia and reliving that magic of, of being an 80s and a 90s kid. And this week, we're talking about a movie, an animated film, uh, that is very important to both Brooke and myself uh, growing up in the 90s. And that is Disney Pixar's Toy Story. Yes. We love that movie. The original. Yeah, the original. Toy Story 1. Yes. Or just Toy Story. <laughs> it's hard to imagine, because when I talk about Toy Story, I, I'm considering and thinking about 1 through 4 as an entire story. Right. Because we finally have seen the fourth one. Uh, right. I, honestly, just like uh, last month. Yes, we saw we Toy cried Story 4. it. Yes. <laughs> It was like bad crying, especially oh, yeah. for me. It was ugly crying. I cry during movies. If that's something that I've not said on the show. We both do. It's bad. Uh, it, we both do. Um, Toy Story 4, because we grew up, we've been growing up mm-hmm. with with this whole group of yeah. characters. And we love them. And now we're seeing them grow and, and develop and change. And, and deal with loss and deal yeah. with... Um, and yeah, it's it's incredibly mature. Even for a group of toys. Yes. And that's the beautiful thing is that you have these ma- you have these mature themes and it links back it, it also links hand in hand with childhood. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's really amazingly kind of what I'm going to be sharing a lot of with my with what Toy Story means for me. You know, growing up and watching it and where I was at as a 15 year old yeah. uh, in 1995 when Toy Story came out. So let's talk about our first, uh, I guess you could say our introduction to Toy Story for yeah. me. It was, I saw these commercials, these previews because you got to think I was 15 and yes, there was the internet, but not like it is now. No, you had to sit down and tell everyone to get off the phone Right. And dial up and have a very pointed search for a certain amount of time. Yeah, and sometimes you didn't know about stuff. Sometimes you just didn't know about stuff right. until it was happening. You and, just found out when it happened, yeah. And, and I think that that's, again, another thing about being an 80s and 90s kid is I think it was that last generation before there was a massive change mm-hmm. in media and communication. And I know uh, there were some movies I didn't hear about until you saw it on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Mm-hmm. And I remember Toy Story... My first uh, memory is seeing uh, commercials and previews about this new animated, cutting-edge animated film in this new style that Disney was doing called Toy Story, and it was set, all the the commercials and previews were set to the song The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's because it rhymes with toys. (laughs) The toys are back in town. I thought that was clever. Yeah, But that that was my first um, memory, and I just... You know, I was 15, and I was just like, again, growing up as a kid who experienced um, Star Wars, uh, and I was a massive Star Wars fan. Uh, I love Star Trek, too. Nintendo, Legend of Zelda, I was very fantastical. Yeah. Uh, so, I love Disney movies. So, even though I was 15 and in high school and stuff, I still thought, man, this is a really cool idea. Yeah. The idea that, which... What is really the the whole magic of Toy Story? What is it saying? It's basically, I mean, you know, there's there's this whole other world right. that is alive when we're not looking, and the toys are keepers of us in some ways. 
Yes. Um, but they have they have their own like community and like hierarchy and way of life. And when new toys are brought into that, it doesn't always necessarily upset the system, but it definitely like it, it creates imbalance. It's just neat to think that there's this whole other uh life going on. Yeah, I think parallel that, with ours. Right. And being a kid who grew up with toys, yes. just like you did. Um, oh, I was like, oh, this is this might be real. This might be what's up. <laughs> All of us would like leave the room I, and then rush back and look through the crack yeah. just to see if they'd moved. <laughs> what's funny is I think it's something we always thought about as kids. Like, what if your toys could come to life? Yeah. And it had already been hinted at as far as, um, I don't want to say hinted at, but I don't know if that's the proper word, but mm-hmm. it had already been alluded to in stories such as The Indian in the Cupboard. Yeah, yeah. That that uh, you know, toys can come to life. You know. Yeah. Uh, but I think even as a kid, you think that. What if my toy came to life? Yeah, that's every kid's dream. So they just took that dream and, and yeah. genuinely made it like. It's kind of like, oh wow! Of course, it's about time somebody uh, decided to make a story about toys coming to life. Right. I mean, and granted, like even like I mean, look at the, like, the Nutcracker Ballet. Like that is essentially about yeah. Didn't think the about world that. of toys coming to life. Uh, so like. It's it's always been it's I guess it's something that's kind of in all our brains even as far back as when that was that ballet was composed, you yeah. know like our toys coming to life would be cool. <laughs> right now, and, and in Toy Story, and I uh, saw the movie with my cousin Michael, who was fourteen, he's a year younger than me. I uh, believe my dad took us to see it, and I think he went and saw some other movie. It's funny. I have. I think this is the second funny story I've told about my dad taking <laughs> me to see a movie. Nightmare Before Christmas is what he took me and my sister to see, and he fell asleep to the whole thing. And that's one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's so good. Toy Story is another one of the best movies I've ever seen. And my dad took me and my cousin to see that, and I think he went and saw. I think he went into Casino. Oh gosh, uh, uh, this really brutal mob movie with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. I think he went and saw Casino and let y'all watch Toy Story. L- dropped a, essentially just walked us to the theater where Toy Story was playing and then he went over a couple theaters down. So, all right, dad, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Not into that stuff. Uh, but I just remember being mesmerized. Oh, yeah. I, I thought it was just... We'd never seen anything like that at yeah. that point. N- nothing like that graphically? No. Because, yeah, The Nightmare Before Christmas, that was, that was stop motion. That was its own thing. It's own this category. was new as yes. far as what we could do now with technology. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. I remember, you know, it's crazy. I actually don't remember seeing it in the movie. I know I saw it like, in the movie theater. I know I did because that's one of the ones I would have seen. But I just, but I remember just being so like Team Woody. Like I just, I yeah. mean, now of course by the end you love them both dearly. But like, you know, you feel for Woody. Because you're yes. like, oh man, he's he's kind of getting displaced a little bit. Yes, it is because uh, part of the story. It's hard to imagine that there would be someone out there that's not seen Toy Story, right? I, I mean, I'm sure there's those people out there, but uh, right. But if you've not seen it, like, like just, I feel like it's been a while. Toy so. Story and Pixar have become so solidified in our culture. I feel like everybody's seen Toy Story. Yeah, but or at the very know, least knows about it. Knows about it, but in the story of Toy Story. You have Andy, who is a young boy, and I would say Andy's about what eight or nine. He looks, yeah, maybe eight or nine. Maybe he has his toys in his room. There's all kinds, and some are familiar toys, like that that, that they use that actually exist. Oh yeah, like Mr. Potato Head is part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, see, the uh, speak and spell, yeah, etch a sketch, or was it was it speak and spell? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then there's other toys that were created 
for the story itself, and one of those is Woody, who's yes. a cowboy, and that is Andy's favorite toy. His room decor has is all cowboy, and everywhere he goes, he takes Woody with him. Yeah, Woody, every game he plays is all right. You know, yeah, I'm the Woody, sheriff that's going to save the day. Yep, Woody is the protagonist. Yes, and I loved how they when you know because the 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 movie opens with this whole montage, this uh, sequence of Andy playing different games with Woody, and, and just how attached he is to Woody. Yeah, evil Doctor Porkchop. And, yeah, and, you see the role of the other toys, and yeah. then Andy leaves, and then it just happens. Yeah, and you're like. And just all the toys come to life as soon as as soon as the people leave, the toys come to life. And then you see their personalities outside of how Andy plays with them, and that's fun yes. too. And like you, and then you see, oh, okay, the the social order is whoever the favorite toy is sort is, of runs the is room. the leader. Yes, they're the room like uh, what's it manager sort of right. And of course, Woody leads, and he has been obviously for some time riding high as Andy's favorite toy. The movie begins not only with with of the course, playtime montage the but. playtime montage but there is a birthday coming up yes it's andy's birthday and he sends the troops which are the little green army men which if uh, you were a kid back then you remember the little green army <laughs> men i had a bunch of them i think every kid every every little boy especially had one uh had had a bunch of them like yeah. they were always at the bottom of your toy because <laughs> yep. you know they they're so small they just fall right down there but you have the Sarge, who's like like they use their recon. They go down. It's really cool. Yeah, it's really neat how very they creative. how they use in in a very militaristic military operation type way. They get down to where they can view what. Yeah, they presents. put a they put a baby monitor in the plant, and then yeah. the they because because um, Andy's little sister is baby, so they hijack her baby monitor. One's in the room in Andy's room. One is with the uh, right with the you know people on the ground. So it, they're they're so trying they, to like see what he's getting for his birthday. Yeah, to let the rest of the room know this is what's coming. And of course, there's one last get. Wait a minute, mom has pulled one yeah, last surprise. He pulled a surprise present yeah, from the closet. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they thought they were home free and everything was pretty much. You know, that just, wouldn't upset the system. That wouldn't upset the system. There you go. There's a surprise gift, and then they they lose <laughs> their connection to uh, the army men, uh, Woody back in the room, and the rest of the gang. And but we do find out because Andy runs in with his friends and he he's he's playing with this new toy for a second. And you're kind of like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And he sits on the bed and runs out. And then there's this this uh, there's this the, the the infamous pedestal up or tilt up whatever the camera movement is. It's either yeah. a pedestal up or a tilt up. There's the film teacher in me <laughs> to this spaceman toy. Yeah. And of course we know that is Buzz Lightyear. The Space Ranger. The Space Ranger. Buzz Lightyear is absolutely the antithesis of Woody in every way, as far as like he's yeah he's he's Woody is old school nineteen fifties yeah he and is then here comes the the landing on the moon sixties yeah spaceman he's obviously got that design yes because that. like if you look at if you look at Woody you think Lone Ranger you're thinking Bonanza like right. all that stuff and then here comes Woody and he's the new age of yeah uh, he's of the toy. new type of hero. Yeah. So uh -oh, here comes yeah technology advancement. And Woody is and Woody's operated by a pull string. Yeah. And Buzz Lightyear is operated by buttons and circuitry and all that. So he's the new type of toy. Just a brilliant setting. Yeah. You know for the story. Uh, these these. So obviously we know like okay this is Woody's well comp well at at first competition and you know reason to be jealous. Yes, and it does kind of go that way, and that's kind of how the story 
eventually really picks up is when Buzz becomes Andy's favorite toy. Yeah. He does. I, yeah. Woody is dethroned to, uh, for a time. But, um, however, I think the interesting thing is, and this is something Woody does in Toy Stories 1 through 4. Woody is always very um, cognizant and, and grateful for being Andy's favorite toy. He's yeah. he's ever aware that it's a good place to be. These other toys that come into that spot oftentimes aren't. Mm-hmm. And Woody has to convince and remind them, you are his fa- you're a favorite toy. This is like a really right. great position to be in cuz cuz when they're in and we'll move on to this, but when they're in Sid's house and yeah. Buzz is Buzz really genuinely thinks he's a space No, ranger. he thinks he's the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. He so doesn't realize that he's a toy. When he realizes he's a toy, Woody's like, "Listen, like you're loved." Right. And he does this in every single movie have, with every yeah. different with all these different characters. He's always everyone's he, conscience. Yes, and so he he serves. I mean, and we really can't, and we don't have time to really expand into the two, three, and four right uh, tonight. But I just think it's interesting that no, that runs throughout. I didn't realize it until well, I, I actually said it out loud. And I would love to talk about that uh, to spend some more time, um, perhaps another show, just talking about the character analysis of Woody. Yes. I'm talking about through all four of the movies because it's such a beautifully written story. And we were just talking the other day about how there are things that happen in the first movie that show back up in like the third movie, the second movie, and then then the fourth movie. The continuity is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Because they, they, they minded their, their P's and Q's. But what we know happens is buzz becomes, um, the new favorite toy. His room becomes decorated with now Space Ranger things and Buzz Lightyear things. And Woody, of course, is distraught. Uh, jealousy, a terrible, terrible emotion that causes you to do incredibly um, impulsive things. Uh, Woody ends up trying to knock Buzz, I think, behind the... Behind the dresser. Behind the dresser or yes. the bed. He ends up knocking because he wants to go with Andy to Pizza Planet, right? Yeah. It's just he's it's he's just, not been played with yeah. in a few weeks or or whatever the time lapse right. is, and he's like, "Listen, I'm I'm sick of this Buzz Lightyear stuff. I'm just gonna knock him behind the dresser so he can't find him, and he'll have to take me." Well, Buzz gets knocked out of the window. Yes, and that really takes them on like the the great adventure where Woody's like, "Okay, we've got it. It's no longer about like I want to get played with. Now it's like, okay, we both got to get home." Right. But also another another thing that I find is interesting. I think. Even though Toy Story is a kids movie, yes, but it yes. actually deals, as we said already, deals with very adult stuff. Like it deals with one leadership and two people's responses to leadership. Yes, because the toys is they they see what's going on with Woody, mm-hmm. and that he's struggling, and they kind of and well, especially like Potato Head and Ham, they like kind of poke fun of him for it. So when he accidentally right. knocks Buzz out the window, nobody wants to believe him. This happen and this happens every again it, every, really, movie. every movie. They're they always like, they, God, they, Woody, you suck because. They doubt Woody. They doubt Woody if, if something goes a little bit wrong. Right. Yeah. Or and, I, and I would say, oh, that's such a boring plot point to do that. But I'm like, no, that's that's kind of how people are. That's genuinely how and, people respond and, to and leadership. I don't, and I don't sometimes. mean that in a bad way. I just mean that like um, we fall into being distrustful and we yes. take for granted the people who oversee us or we or we expect too much mm-hmm. 
of people who lead us. Like I think in many cases, I think that the toys just took Woody for granted. Yeah, uh, they and did. I, and I'm not talking about just the first movie. I'm talking about through all four of them. Yeah, they and really. And if you've did. seen all four of the movies, they, there's always some. It seems that there's always some moment of like. It, it seems like there's always this moment where there's a lack of appreciation for Woody, or there's a misunderstanding of Woody, or there's this lapse of faith in Woody. Yeah, Woody has his own issues. He can get, he can be really self involved. Mm-hmm. He can kind of just think about himself at times. But um, I think although that, that kind of goes away after the first movie, it honestly. does. Uh, it does. I mean, he gets a little. Well, I thought the second one kind of had parts. Uh, had well, moments yeah, like that, that's but, true because he uh, didn't have a line of toys named after him. And then in the third one too, he he you know he was all about going t- with Andy to college. But yeah. I don't want to get too far away from the first right, movie. Right. What I am saying though is that I think it's the human condition to take. Uh, for granted, the people who take care of you, like whether yes. it's your parents or someone in leadership, uh, it's easy to criticize people with a tremendous amount of responsibility because the more responsibility you have, the more chances and the more um, the more you're liable uh, to make a mistake. Yep. Uh, and I think Woody, with the tremendous amount of responsibility that he always had over the toys, and as Annie's favorite toy, he was always under the magnifying glass. So I think he always came under criticism. It seemed. Uh, from the other toys, and they turn on him pretty, pretty quickly, pretty quickly in the first movie. Don't they because, throw him out the window? Well, throw yeah, him because out? they think that he, and it, and it was easy to see what they thought. Yeah, he was trying to get rid of Buzz like in a very dastardly way. Yeah, and they had seen this buildup of jealousy. Uh, but but what we were talking about as far as the other movies was, it always seems like there is some moment where they're just like, oh, what Woody was right. But that's kind of the really like you said. I think it's uh, absolutely right. Like the really adult mature themes that you get from it where an adult in their thirties and forties yeah, or fifties or sixties, again, it doesn't matter from, from ages from kids from one to 92 yeah. as the Christmas song says, I think you can watch toy story or really a lot of these movies yeah. and get something from. Oh, them. for sure. I, I want to talk uh, a little bit about kind of what toy story was for me as far as being a kid, 15 oh, yeah. years we old. Talk about that. Uh, so, when I was 15, what Toy Story, watching Toy Story helped me realize is that, and I think all kids can relate, and I know that you can relate, Brooke. Yes. There's that time when in your life as a kid where you're, I guess for lack of a better word, you're realizing that you are growing up. Yeah. And you're still young, but you're not a little kid yeah. anymore. Now, I want to be very careful how I talk about this because what I learned and what Toy Story helped me realize uh, and what watching movies like Hook and just mm-hmm. and, and just being child uh, childlike at heart yes. has helped me realize is that you don't have to box up all your toys and put them away right and and just go to work every day from nine to five and be serious and like and like or like drop your kids off at the kids movie and go watch casino you don't have to do that I felt like my dad was <laughs> kind of like he was kind of a grown up yeah an adult you know? I love my dad I'm just saying that that was just kind of how he dealt with it. But for me, when I was 15, I was going through this crisis, uh, and I felt like it was like the the mid-kid crisis. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, because you're still a kid when you're 15, but you're not a little kid. Right. And when I watched Toy Story, the first thing I wanted to do when I got home was like, I wanted to get all my toys out. Aww, like, you know, and that's so sweet. Because I had gotten rid of a good bit of them by the time I was yeah. 15. But I set out to like buy all the Toy Story toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toy Story really reawakened... I think the desire to be a kid again. So I'd bought a bunch of the Toy Story toys and I had an original Woody, I had an original Buzz. Um, I had some of the 
I think the three or four inch action figures had some little figurines. I mean, I just kind of went nuts with it, you know. <laughs> but I, you're a collector, so that makes sense. Yeah. Like you're the collector type. I am the collector type. When I get involved in something, that that's pretty much it. Like you're not gonna get like a thing. You're gonna get the set. Yeah, but Toy Eventually. Story. Yeah, Toy Story made me realize, like, oh man, like I'm getting older. Like yeah. I'm getting older, and I really miss the magic of having, uh, uh, of toys and stuff. It just really reawakened that appreciation of being a kid and having yeah. those toys and stuff. But I went back and I, uh, I think Pizza Hut had like puppets. I bought a few of those. I remember those. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had all kind. I think it was Pizza Hut, but I had uh, all kinds of Toy Story stuff. And I had some friends over from high school. And I was fifteen, so I was in tenth grade, and I had some friends over. I also had the Toy Story soundtrack, and we all know the song that came from Toy Story. You got a friend in me. There it is. Thank you, Brooke. I had to. Do that. Yeah. Very. You sorry. got a friend in me, which I have always loved that song. And I still love that song. But I had that CD and it was in my big five disc changer. You know, yes. you know, the big at a five disc changer <laughs> with the two speakers. Oh, yes. And it was one of the CDs that was in there along with the Batman Forever soundtrack. Better than Ezra Deluxe. Uh, um, so good. Yeah. So 90s starter. Pack. Yeah. That's the, just that was my 90s <laughs> starter pack it was a better than Ezra album. Batman Forever soundtrack. I think the Rembrandts that, you know, the, oh my the, God. the CD that everybody bought just for the Friends just theme for the song. Friends, yeah. And Toy Story. <laughs> Uh, also the Power Rangers soundtrack. That's the, I think that was all. I guarantee that was probably the five discs that were in there. <laughs> yeah. There they go. Well, one of the guys who I really wasn't close with this guy. I think he just kind of like you know he was he he was in our group, but he right you know he was just part of the crew kind of. Just, he just wasn't someone I was really close with. But when he saw the Toy Story soundtrack in my oh, no. disc changer, he made fun of me in my own house. I'm right. I told him I was like, you just need to leave. You know. Right. But I was being made fun of for having the Toy Story soundtrack. I think it was sad for me because I'm like, wait a minute, does this mean I'm not supposed to like this stuff anymore? Mm, like, am I supposed yeah. to like put this stuff away? It's like, no, right? And that was tough for me. Did I put that stuff away? Absolutely not. <laughs> Good. I dealt with it, you know? But what I'm saying is that that's what Toy Story did yeah. for me. It made me appreciate being a kid. But then it was like when that kid made fun of my Toy Story soundtrack... I was kind of like, it was just this moment of like, well, man, should I grow up? Am I supposed to? I'm glad I didn't. Yeah. Um, and if you go into my office to this very day, um, all the toys and all the childlike part of my heart is very much there. Yep. It's very much with me now, but it's also all up in my office. Uh, so that was just kind of what Toy Story did for me. It just highlighted like, man, it's so important to have an imagination. And it's so important not to let that go. You yeah. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I was a kid kid when it came out. Um, I was eight. So I was, of course, like, oh, for sure my toys are alive. And I also set out to collect everything. I had uh, Buzz, Woody, Bo Peep, Slinky, Potato Head, everybody. Uh, the let army, the say, army guys. Yeah. yeah, and let me say, I've yet to see a Buzz Lightyear figure made in the stores today that is as cool as the one in the actual movie. No, there's the no lights, laser vision. Or the lights on the wings. Yeah, no, uh-uh, they didn't do it that. flips out, and he doesn't have the button that, like, zips his uh, helmet shut. Okay, but the little action figure did. Okay, I've, I've never, I'd like to see I, that. So, actually, I, my mom saved a lot of my old toy stories. So, so our kids actually have a lot of my original toys. Yes, this is the neat. And, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll, we can go ahead and talk about the 90s right now, because since we're talking about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you sure. know. 1995, it was released in November 1995. Now, 1995 was a rough year for me because uh, my mom got incredibly sick. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot that I don't remember. 
But I remember getting Toy Story stuff at Christmas and I got Woody. And of course, I was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, my Woody. So what did I do? Uh, eight-year-old me wrote my name on the bottom of his yep, shoe. I'm looking right at it. So it says Brooke. So then when our kids discovered Toy Story, I still had these. I still have I still have Woody and Jesse. I gave them to my son. And now my son has his name on the other boot. Yeah, the left boot. So it's incredibly emotional every time I look at this thing because yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, like... Yeah, it's the it's, legacy. It's the Woody it's legacy. Super cool, yeah. So, and I know that um, there's a lot of fan theories that um, I believe Pixar actually kind of signed off on that uh, Woody has been like an ancestral toy, sort of, and it oh, belonged wow. to it because we because we know Andy's mom is a single mom. Yes, but she has two. She has two kids, but she has a young child, which, which means it's. There was somebody in the picture not that long ago. Which I think was... Um, a lot of people say that he died, though, and that Woody belonged to Dad. Andy's dad, okay. And that's because yeah. in Toy Story 2, Mom says it's an old family toy. Yeah, we can't, which, we're not getting rid of it. Which is why I think uh, another reason why Toy Story resonated with me, aside from being like, again, as I said, reawakening my appreciation for being a kid, for being a kid, and really having this moment of being like... And I think also just, again, like the, the sadness of like, Oh man, I'm getting older. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is as they make more movies, we see Andy go through that. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things that read it resonated me with me also was uh, I was in a single yeah. We were family. both we both had single parent family, so yeah. that was kind of like a neat representation in 1995 yeah. in a we, cartoon. That was yeah. pretty cool. And we would watch Toy Story almost. Uh, I think. Every weekend, me, my mom, and my sister, we would watch. It was my favorite movie for so long. <laughs> and you know? it's so good. It's like 15 going on 16. And I loved Toy Story and still proud of it to this day. And I, I think that for me, it was like this turning point of like, yeah, I'm going to get older, but I'm not going to grow up. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get a job and take the job seriously. And if, you know, and I'm going to get married and have kids and be responsible over my children. And, and you can have those responsibilities, but still be a child at heart yes. and still enjoy those things, which is why we have this show in the first place and why, why I think other people in the community that we communicate with yeah. uh, on social media and stuff, they do that because they want to keep that magic alive. Yeah, so. I had a student ask me today, they were at my desk and I had a Hercules toy from like, you know, 97. Uh, I had several, several things just on my desk. I have things in my office and things on my desk. And they're like, why do you do that? Why do you collect toys? And I said, it just... It reminds me of a simpler time. A simpler it reminds time. me. It reminds yeah. me of the good times that I had, and I like. I like sitting here looking at them. It's something pleasant that like brings back a happy memory. It's like so. That's you know. That's why I do it. And they're like, oh, that's cool. That's true. Yeah. So even today, like, and uh, our kids love it. They come. Yeah. When every time it never fails, someone in my class, I will see something missing from my desk, and I'll look at their desk, and they're writing whatever, and they've got my toy sit next to them yeah so it's neat it's, it's neat what it does for our kids yeah and our, our students sorry absolutely we need to get some pictures of our offices and oh, yes. post them yeah we need because to for me that. it started That's like a series all on yeah. itself. well for me it started with kylo ren's command shuttle from episode seven of star wars i bought this hot wheels yeah. replica ship and then i said well i should get the millennium falcon hmm. well i should get luke's x-wing and and it's been it has absolutely downhill got, ever since yeah, it has gotten away from me and i've loved every second of it so yes. don't become a pirate yeah there's a, there's some special features from uh, finding neverland wait. yeah and dustin hoffman's talking about uh and it's funny it's interesting because it's dustin hoffman yeah. he's in finding neverland but, he's, hook. but he's he plays hook. hook so i'm like ah and too i can't yeah i can't wait for us to talk about hook because oh, that is going to be so yes yeah. but he says 
guys, of course, be a grown up, be an adult, but don't grow up. Right. Like inwardly. Like stay the kids. Yeah, stay get the older, but don't Let grow up. Let the Peter Pan, you know, kind of syndrome be in your heart, right. but not, don't, don't become a pirate. Yeah. So, um, well, with that being said, I think we can go ahead and close this thing down for the week. I've really enjoyed talking about Toy Story, of course, and, and how that really just was really, again, like a renaissance of, of, being a kid for me, uh, when I felt like I was leaving being a kid. Yeah. So, and I know for you, you were a little, I younger. was like a, a kid. Well, you were, kid. You were much <laughs> yeah, younger. So yeah, you I was a kid, kid, so. totally immersed in the world. Yeah. Please follow us at the tape store on Instagram. I think we're the tape store pod on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We are. And, and of course, if you have any questions, we're uh, the tape store podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Questions, comments, stories you want to tell us. Yeah. Give us a rating. We'd love if, to if hear you from li- you. If you like our podcast, give us a rating. That'd be great. Be in touch. We'll be out there. Uh, Until the next time, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Thanks, guys. Bye.